again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey, that's me. Hey, everybody. It is you. Yes. Matt, you can find us on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can find us on Facebook at Horizon Roundtable. You can find us on the web, uh, most importantly, at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And, and Matt, it seems like we've said this before, but there are four teams tied at the top of the Horizon League standings again. Four again. teams at the top, and not only that, there's a bunch of teams behind them. It's still a logjam. Well, it's interesting because there's a little bit of separation between the top teams and what I would say the middle teams. Little bit, little separation. We we're starting to see some there. clarity, but not. Nah, well, there's like a well, thanks to Oakland, uh, we'll talk about Oakland a little uh, later. Yeah, there's a two game gap between uh, the top four teams in Oakland now that yes. didn't exist before, and then there's uh, three because yeah. there's like three, three, there's like three, six, and six teams now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, come on, we're trying here, somebody just, just another day in the heart, just another week in the horizon league. Um, but I want to talk about the team at four and eight again, again, because here we are again with Detroit mercy at four and eight, and they don't seem to be getting any better. It's a great place to start. Cause we left off last time. Cause we were coming into that Oakland Detroit game. Yeah. And we're coming into the, oh, the, the Detroit mercy Youngstown state game. So Detroit mercy was up by as much as I want to say 11 or 12 in that game. And they end up losing by 10. Dwayne Cohill score went off again because apparently that's what he does. Um, because, yeah, he scored a bunch of points in the second half, just like he did against Oakland on national television. And they won the game. I mean, that is Dwayne Cohill to me is the mark of a great player in this conference to the extent, Matt that I could argue that for as for as many po- for as much scoring as Antoine Davis does his team is in ninth place in the conference and I'm not sure I in good conscience can make him the outright co- player of the year no matter how much he scores I and can't make him, I can't make then, him the co-player of the year if we're just jumping to that conversation he's not the co-player of the year and let's just be honest about it on, based on what him yeah. scoring a lot. Congratulations. Yeah, you've been a prolific I mean, college scorer. Yeah, but and that's the thing though, because while you and I, because to me, the player of the year in this conference is Dwayne Cohill right now. There's a case to be made for a bunch of people. And yeah, I'd put a bunch of people ahead of Antoine Davis at this point. Do you know why? Because they're not winning. No. I mean, you could make it. You can. You could certainly make. You can make an argument for Dwayne Cohill. You can make an argument for. Marquez Warwick, you can make an argument. I mean, if he was starting at the beginning of the year, you might have been able to make an argument for B.J. Freeman. Although I, you know, I would. He's come on a lot more late as opposed to at the beginning of the year. I think that kind of hurts him a little bit. Um, I mean, personally, I, I will say I would throw Jalen Moore into the ring. It's too bad. I would too. At the beginning of the year. I absolutely but he's had, would too. He's had a phenomenal conference. Indeed, play well, not, outside of those first two games that he was and, hurt or shouldn't have been playing, and, and the last two games. I mean, but that's not his fault. The last two games weren't his fault either. He he played his ass off. I mean, exactly. He scored, he, we'll get to the we'll recap those. We'll decide, absolutely get like, to those. But but yeah, but I mean, as far as I mean, 
Antoine Davis, he's far and away the leading scorer in this conference, but his team is at four and eight. And it doesn't look like they're getting any better. The word, the second word of that is valuable. Yeah. The most valuable. And is Antoine Davis in our list of value, most valuable in the conference right now? No. Because to be valuable, your team is winning. You will not convince me otherwise. And I realize there's going to always be conversations about it. And we're going to reward him to be seen and all these things that we've done in the past. Antoine Davis's team isn't winning for whatever reason. And it's not Antoine Davis's fault, but you cannot no. give him most valuable player. And I think even last year as co-MVP was kind of bullshit. And I think to do it again would be even worse. He doesn't deserve it. And it's not his fault. He's done everything you ask of him. He's been phenomenal, but his team's not winning. You can't be valuable on a losing team. Especially not one in ninth place. Yeah, it's not even like you're like mid-pack and, and blowing things up and doing your, your best. I get, you know what, I, I'd even hear that I mean, conversation. If you, I mean, if Detroit Mercy had actually beaten one of the teams this weekend, if they had beaten Robert Morris, if they'd have beat Youngstown, if they'd have, if they've held the lead against Youngstown State, maybe I could have get, made an argument. Maybe, because they are, because Youngstown State is a top team. Without a and doubt. don't forget, when you talk about Detroit Mercy right now, you're not talking about just this weekend and going on two. They went 0-3 this week. They had a, they yeah. had a rivalry game, and guess what? Antoine Davis has been awful in that rivalry, and he looked really bad against Oakland. Yeah, he only had 14 points in that game. And, and most of know. those 14 points were not real points. Yeah, and he made yeah, Oakland made Detroit Oakland made him disappear. He disappeared. He was gone. Didn't exist. Gone with the wind, man. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, or Detroit going 0-3, Anton Davis disappearing in a rivalry game again. Like, how can you say that's your MVP? You can't. And and then, on top of it, and I don't know if you planned on talking about this then, now, whatever, but it's coming up now. To come, come on. online and whine about the, the officiating to and, and want to be the MVP of, of this league, you look bad, man. And I'm a okay, big Antoine I, Davis I got to be honest with you because this has been a thing all week, not just from Antoine, although Antoine is his most – high-profile person to do this. But it is coming from everywhere this week. It is coming from everywhere in all angles. I mean, you don't know. Do you have any idea how many how many Northern Kentucky people were mad that Moses Bull didn't get the, didn't get fouled didn't get fouled when he, I mean, he did run over Trey Robinson. He, he basically ran over Trey Robinson in that last second. Yeah, sure did. But I'd like to point out one other thing. You blew a 20-point lead! Right. And okay. that's just it. Take- and, and by the way, I love this because I love this because um, I think somebody had made it somebody had made it, uh, had asked about that, and in the quote tweets is Ahmad Rand who was basically saying, you know, you guys were getting calls the rest of the time. Don't even talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. That's it. Okay, he, and he's done that before, by the way. So... And I actually had to stop myself during the Cleveland State IUPUI game from doing that myself. But then I I stopped. I stopped for a very simple reason. Because it's the Horizon League. And it doesn't matter who you are. Fans, players, you're going to have a problem with the, the Horizon League officiating. It's, but it's, it's not just the it's not just it, the Horizon League. It doesn't matter what sport, what conference, anything. Everything thing, everybody thinks there's a problem and they can do better. The difference is no one's doing it. It doesn't matter what sport. Right now, color or uh, pro football is going on. You'll see, oh, ref blew this. How about that grab? How about this? 
It's a problem in football. It's a problem here in basketball. It doesn't matter if you've got Big Ten, Horizon, SEC. It doesn't matter. Everybody wants to whine and complain about officiating. I mean, and it's, it's LeBron was going for an Oscar for best acting for what you know, a call from the Lakers game the other night. I, uh, real I'm quick, tired by of the way, seeing that damn video. And I'm, I, mean, I love Pat Beverly taking a camera and getting teed up. That was fun. That was nice, that was though. good because he, he uh, that was a for a for originality on that one at least absolutely. But I mean, here's the thing: in all these things, in all these spots, don't put yourself in a spot that you have to count on Thank another you. human officiating. That's the, what it comes down to. Like I mean, today watching Oakland um, versus Robert Morris. Robert Morris, great win by the way. We'll get to that, I'm sure. But there was a moment where Trey Townsend should should have been called or should have gotten a charge, but was called for a block. Dude was like mm-hmm. camped out, like there was no reason. And I, and I tweeted about it, and it's still out there. I'm not deleting it. But you know what? That's not why Oakland lost. Oakland lost because they didn't play well. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they couldn't score. That's why they lost. It had nothing to do with officiating. Yeah. Take, if no. you're counting on officiating to save your butt, you've already lost. It's that Again, simple. And I'm so I, how tired many times, of it. And how, I'm, thank you. How many times have I said, don't play well enough that the refs aren't a factor? How many times have I said that, Matt? It seems uh, like every other year I'm saying that. It, but yet everyone Too comes well to enough mind, that, that, oh, it's, it's the horizon that, officiating. I mean, no, and not. by the way, and by the way, I think, uh, and by the way, I'm pretty sure half of these guys also officiate Big Ten games too. So, okay, I mean, you wonder why nobody wants to fucking officiate anymore. I mean, this is why they're they're canceling games all over the country because nobody wants to officiate anymore because they're tired of it. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Like we're we're just going off on this officiating tangent. I'm cool with it. So the one sport, because again, I say that this is a sport problem. This isn't a horizon league problem. This isn't a basketball. This is a sport problem. The one sport that has come up with a solution to make it right, everyone complains. Baseball's like, you know what? You're right. We're going to get it right. We're going to put it in a robot umpires. We're not going to miss a single call. Everything's going to go to replay and robots, and we're going to be perfect. Well, what about the game? That's that's not the sport. That's okay. So the sport we agree has some errors in it from officiating deal with it take the take the game out of their hands and play better when you're when your games it's that simple and we gotta and yeah and i'm sorry the and the 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 game after antoine threw out that tweet was the was the was once again the robert morris game where they were up and they lost that game Oh, he's not tweeting just for him. He's tweeting because his teammates don't get the calls. Oh, Gerald Liddell should have everything being and one. Gerald Liddell is a shell of who he was at the beginning of the year. He's probably hurt. I'm sorry to hear that. Gerald Liddell doesn't deserve any and ones right now. Gerald Liddell needs to put the ball in the bucket, and Detroit Mercy should be playing better. They need to recruit some players that can actually stay eligible here and actually play. It's that simple, Detroit Mercy. You've once again not surrounded your star with anything, and you can't win games. I don't want to hear about the officiating when you are. Uh, four and eight in the conference in the ninth place. I don't want to hear about it. I don't care about you. I don't care about officiating from a bottom tier team. You don't see Matt Crenshaw on IEPI going, what about the officiating? We should have three more wins. No, they're 0-12 right now, IEPI. Although, I, although to, to be fair, I'm glad I'm glad you brought that. Although, to be fair, there, were the, there was one charge that even the announce crew was like, that's a block. We thought they they called, they said it was a blocking foul, but it was a charge. And it, it looked close to the, no, it did no, you didn't. You know what changed? You know what changed the game? The fact that IUPUI couldn't hit their free throws. Yeah, exactly. The, IUPUI that's what, that's actually got. IUPUI in the Cleveland State game. Cleveland State, I think, only shot uh, up until I think IUPUI 
got twice as many free throws as Cleveland State did, and had IUPUI hit their free throws, it would have been a different game. I'm just, and I, I but again, not. but again, I'm just, it's, it, you know, we're going off on that. It's just, I mean, and and the Northern Kentucky thing is just for goddamn ridiculous. He blew a twenty point lead. And again, and by the way, you shouldn't have been in the. You shouldn't have been in the. The fact that you were in the position that you were was because you finally got around in the five seconds left to play. You know, to get yourselves within within a single point. And by the way, um. I'm sure it wasn't drawn up that uh, nothing against Trayvon Faulkner, but I'm pretty sure that last play wasn't drawn up for him to take a three, and which he ended up doing, missing, and then you know the resultant you know Moses Bull, Trey Robinson collision thing that and apparently again, was a thing. Was that a was that a foul? Yeah, because we get to isolate and all that. But if you're on the floor and all that, I, at the same time, I agree. You you can't call that in that game. It, I agree. It's easy for us to, to look back on replays and go, what do you, what do you mean you didn't call that? This is this in the, in the heat of that. I, I don't blame them. I wouldn't have called it either in that moment. I don't see. Yeah. It's just, it just didn't seem, I mean, looking and it, back I, on it. it yeah. It, it was a foul. Absolutely. But you don't know that in the, in the middle of that game. No. But again, you know, do better that you're not, you know, you know, coughing up 25 extra points and you're down by five and you have to like furiously come back just to get to the point where you can win. I mean, I don't know. I said, you know, Northern Kentucky was in a spot where they could have been, had the outright, outright lead at outright lead in the conference and they blew it, which is interesting because that seems to be what we all, what every single team here, with the exception of Cleveland State, Cleveland State has never actually been in the spot where they've been, had had been in a position to be in the outright lead. They've just been hanging around. <laughs> Cleveland State is at like fourth, fourth uh, of all the four teams that are nine and three right now. Cleveland State is the one where it's like, yeah, I'm just happy to be here, guys. <laughs> Great day to be a Vike. And and that there's nothing wrong with that either. You there's know? No, oh uh, no, especially not especially not Cleveland State. And I just thought and um, Al Pulowski brought the keeps bringing this up, and I actually had to look this up. So Cleveland State has 14 wins now. Ironically, Cleveland State and Northern Kentucky are both 14 and nine right now, which is but Northern Kentucky, based on the fact that they beat Cleveland State in Northern Kentucky, would get the would be. Over, I would consider of all the four teams, I would consider Cleveland State the fourth team because by virtue of the fact they lost to the, the other three teams. They're 14 and nine. So Cleveland State is 14 and nine. And I did not know this until Al Kapolowski brought this up because he was, he's been talking about, you know, the, the, the records of first year head coaches at Cleveland State. And the 14 wins at Cleveland State actually ties the most wins for a first year head coach in Cleveland State history. That's a sad statement that that is, but I'll take it, I guess. I, I It tells me that there's, you know, Scott Garrett once again. Continuity. He's got a type and he goes with it. It's working. I, I will not question it. I'm not going to question it. And now, yeah. and, and now Cleveland State is in the, where, uh, I don't know where we picked him pretty low. <laughs> yeah, we did. And I stand by that at the time. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah I think we picked them ninth. I mean, and co- collectively we picked them ninth. I got I, I didn't pick. I personally didn't pick them that low, but I still didn't pick them in the top. I mean, I think I picked them sixth, and that's still probably gonna be way too low. <laughs> so hey, 
Good for them. For the, they're surprised. Nothing wrong with but, that. Yeah, I mean, Milwaukee's in the same boat, though, too. Milwaukee's Absolutely. in the same boat. Because, you know, you didn't know that. You didn't, we knew even less about the Milwaukee team that came in than we do about, knew about the Cleveland State. At least we knew who was coming in with Cleveland State. At least there were players that we knew about at Cleveland State. Milwaukee, on the other hand, we had no idea what they were going to get. And Milwaukee seems to have a problem with Wright State. I don't know why. They can't seem to beat Wright State. Is it a Milwaukee what? problem or is it a Wright State problem that they're just not consistent enough against everybody else? Because we see those flashes where, like, there's the Wright State team we expected to see. What? Why don't we see it all the time? But the problem, but the funny part is, it's the Wright State team that shows up for about 35 minutes of the game, and then for some reason, right? And it seemed it, this happened twice this year that Milwaukee got close enough to them that Milwaukee got close enough to them that they almost won the game <laughs> again. Milwaukee's two two losses this year. Two of Milwaukee's three losses this year are against Wright State, a six and six Wright State team. That I'm not really sure why is six and six, but is six and six. But here we are, nonetheless. Yeah. As as is Purdue Fort Wayne. I didn't expect them to be six and six. I thought they were going to be in the upper. When we when we did our preseason, I I knew we we pretty much we did, we objectively agreed that there were probably about four or five teams in this conference that were going to be in the top. Well, there are four five teams that you could throw a blanket over. It's just half of them aren't the ones that we were thinking of. It's. I don't know. Fort Wayne's a weird one in itself. Fort Wayne is a weird one, and um, I, I guess I, I feel bad because two of those lo- two of those six losses are from to Cleveland State. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I I've said I scream from the mountaintop, and I still stand by it that I pick rights or I picked uh, Fort Wayne because you're the champion until you're not, especially returning everything except for one small piece, like one, not small, all but one piece. Like, no, you're my champion. Like, yeah. But all last year we kept waiting for the other shoe to drop on, on Fort Wayne. Right. Like they didn't really pass the eye test, but yet here they were. Yeah. Well now I'm kind of feeling this whole year is what we thought was going to be last year. Like you're a good team, but you don't really pass the eye test all the time. You know? No, you don't. And I mean, there, there's, yeah, and there's three games out from the top four. So they got, if they want to even get a sniff of that, they're going to, they've got a lot of work to do. They, well, they have a lot of work to do and not as much time to do it in. And I mean, for Fort Wayne, it, it comes down to, to shooting consistently. You know, they're just a very yeah. inconsistent, like Damien Chong Kui will go, you know, two weeks and then you're like, did he even play? And then all of a sudden he drops a 30 piece. You're like, wait, yeah. what, who, what, I was, why? Like, I was getting questions like, does Damian Chanquay really score this much? I'm like, well, no, not really. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I mean, he kind of does. He's capable, as you can see, and absolutely he has at times. He has at times, and then you know, okay, in the Cleveland State game, I mean, yeah, they let Damian Chanquay go off, but you know, Bobby Planudis and Jared Goffrey disappeared off the planet. Right. So it was, it. it you were hoping to see a lot more out of everybody from Purdue Fort Wayne, not just one or two people every night. And now they got to go play. Now they got to go play Purdue, uh, Oakland again. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm I'm glancing at through through the through the standings right now. You know, we're recording on, on our Sunday night here as we talked yeah. about. So we got we got through the week, right? So we we at least have a good a good spot to to jump from. And we do. I mean, we have our, our top four have, have separated for the most part for now. Yes. Could, could still change. And then we really kind of have our next four. So yeah. we, we have, we have three groupings is really kind of where I'm going at this. Like, yes, 
that I feel good about. Well, good and bad way, but you know what I mean. Horizon, like good, of course. And it, but in that middle group there, like you don't want to play any of them. No. And you, I, I still don't fully trust Cleveland State. I'm sorry, Bob. I know, I know you're. No, Cleveland you know State. what? I, I mean, I don't trust I, Cleveland State. No, I, I understand. Believe me, I understand that one. And I mean, I mean, they. I am pleasantly surprised about what they're doing. I. I, my expectations of Cleveland State going into the season were low. I mean, I I did I expect him to be actually competing for the title? No. Did I expect him to compete with the entire conference? Yes, I did. I thought it was going to be more in the middle of the pack, but no, apparently at this moment in time, I'm not. Do I think they're going to make it to the mountaintop? It just seems like it's pretty. They, of the of the remaining games, they have the hardest schedule. They still have to play Young South State. They still have to play Northern Kentucky, and they still have to play. Uh, they still got to go to Michigan to play Oakland and Detroit Mercy, and they still got to play Northern Kentucky, albeit at home. So yeah, Cleveland State's probably got the toughest schedule out of all of them. So they can still do it theoretically, but it's going to be a hard road for them. I still think where they're at right now, I expect probably I I am expecting them to be in that same spot at the end of the season. Probably I don't expect them to win. I expect them to be probably four or five. Well, and just looking at it right now, like I both Cleveland State and Milwaukee, and maybe yeah. it's not fair. I feel that kind of same. I kind of feel like I felt all year with Purdue Fort Wayne last year with those two teams where I'm like, yeah, you're winning and I can't take that from you and I'm not going to try to. But I still struggle to see how we how did we get here, and I still can't quite figure that out. Now, now with Milwaukee though, Milwaukee's probably got the easier path because they still got my they they've got an IUPUI team. I don't want to play, and they're playing oh, another freaking day game in Indianapolis. They do a lot of day games in the middle they of the week. They love the kids out there. They do. They have. They really do. Although Some I think it's like scheduling. service. I think this is like service day or something. I don't remember what it is, but yeah. It's got to be scheduled with the hockey team. It has to be. It's another, it's another game. Yeah. It's another game for uh, another day game in, in, in Indianapolis. So, um, and so I'm definitely, yeah, it's at 11 o'clock. I'm definitely not watching that. I've got way too much crap to do that day. Um, So they're playing that as playing an IUPUI team, which is a very scary team. I know it's weird to say about the probably the worst team in the country that you don't want to play them, but I don't want to play them. I'm glad Cleveland State doesn't have to play them anymore. I mean, quick, Bob, pick one. IUPUI or Green Bay? Who do you want to play right now? I don't want to play IUPUI. I yeah. really don't. The way that they have played the last four games, they have not won, but they have played every single one. The last four games, Oakland, Detroit Mercy, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Cleveland State. They were in all four of those games. They didn't win, but they were in all four of those games. They are, I mean, they they are very scary right now, but I don't think, I really, that Milwaukee game, uh, I don't think they're scary enough for Milwaukee. Do you know what's Green going Bay on, on with IUPUI? Green Bay, on the other hand. <laughs> well, hold on, just so I can, we can talk about that. Uh, with IUPUI, what's happening with them is not only are they becoming cohesive, yeah. they're getting healthier. And yes. every other team in their league is dealing with injuries and start, you know, we're starting to see them creep up more and more and all these things, but IUPUI is going the other way. They're getting healthier. Well, what's interesting about IUPUI is they still were without Ahmad Gerard and Dalen Hamilton. They still didn't have those two guys yet. And Chris Austin's hurt now too. Well, without, um, I, I spoke to Crenshaw, um, early last week, I think it was. Yeah. 
Um, and he expected to be fully healthy at Cleveland State, um, except for uh, the point guard that's hurt. Um, Bryce Monroe. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, Monroe. But otherwise, so, I mean, and that was last week. But, the, I mean, overall, IUPUI is getting healthier. Yeah. And the guy, well, and the guy, yeah. And the guys they have on the floor right now are, I mean, the shooting this the, the lately, recently, in the last few games has been so much better than it has been before because their three point shooting was atrocious. Up going up until you know their their three point shooting was atrocious. At the during the Cleveland State game, it was it was really good, and I was not expecting that at all. I don't think anybody was the way well, they like, started out the season. I mean, yeah, with like I mean, to, using Cleveland this Cleveland State game as an example. I mean, Armand Gerard is a freshman, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? That freshman at the beginning of the year versus freshman three quarters of the way through the year. Yeah. He's gotten better and he's getting confident and he's finding his place. So like, am I surprised to see him put up what it was 22, 22, today? 22 no, today. Yes. I'm not surprised by that. Like this is, we're seeing the progression of IUPUI. We're seeing what Crenshaw is trying to build. And at least with IUPUI, I go, we're building something. I can, I, I personally, not that I'm smart, but I can see what we're building towards green yeah. Bay. However, no. I don't know what we're doing right now. Oh yeah, um, and actually, this is the first episode you've been on since the uh, since the uh, <laughs> since the dismissal of Will Ryan. Did you want to um, weigh in on that, or do you? are just like, look. Here, here's my weighing in. We we know how I feel about him as a coach. I I don't know Will Ryan. I'm sure he's a good person. I have no reason to think otherwise. I wish no ill will on him. I'm sorry to see somebody lose their job, but it needed to happen. I've been saying that for a while. He was unqualified to coach that team. Um, I don't know how we got to that point. And there's so many rumors about dad paying money and blah, whatever they are, they are. And green Bay is now pressing the reset button and you have to count on your AD, uh, Josh moon to do the job. It's that All simple. Right. Now what that looks like for them for the rest of the year, I imagine IUPUI is going to jump them and green Bay will end up in 12th place in this league. Fine. Yes. That's, I that's, agree. That's and where I'm at on it. I mean, good luck. Will yeah, Ryan. It, I'm it sure you'll, a, you'll end up yeah. on the staff. Yeah, it's it's a scary situation for Green Bay fans because, you know, there's a very – and I, th- I said this during the bonus episode. There's a very distinct possibility that Green Bay could lose 30 games this year. Yeah. You know who that's really terrible for? The league. Yeah. I At mean, least we-, we have two of the bottom teams in NCAA, which stinks because otherwise this league has been very good and competitive. Yeah. Not great. We don't have an all-star. We don't have a Butler coming out of this league. Okay, cool. It's been really competitive though. And it's, you know, it's really fun to watch on any night. Anyone can beat anyone. I I will say this, by the way, Um, we are digging our way out of the play. in I know, I know you like the money for the playing game, but we're digging out of the 16 seeds. Um, So even Milwaukee, I mean, even, I mean, even I've even seen Milwaukee projected as a 15 at this point in time. So we're digging out of it, Matt. We're finally digging out of the low, the, the bottom seed. And a lot of people are going to be super excited about that. I'm less excited because I believe that we get more money out of a playing game. But hey, what do I what do I know? No, I don't know. Uh, by the way, to your point, I mean, to your point, um, to your point about IUPY, think about who they got. I mean, Jalen Counter is a sophomore. Vincent Brady's a freshman. Uh, um, um, Armand Gerard, not a mod who's still hurt. Both of them are actually freshmen. And then you have Dalen, uh, you have uh, DJ Jackson, who's starting right now, who's also a freshman. So you got all those freshmen starting, and they seem to be getting a lot better. They look like they're getting a lot better. We they were highly recruited. The, the Gerard twins that was a big yeah. steal for Crenshaw. You know, like yeah. th- those are talented players. 
And I really do think that I really think that at some point in time, I, maybe not this year. I mean, I think they think they will get a, they get a win against uh, Green Bay. And I think they might pick off somebody who isn't looking, who isn't paying attention. Like on somebody a, out there. Like a, like a, a morning game, you know, one of those 11 o'clock games. <laughs> against Milwaukee this week. No, I'm just kidding. Probably not Milwaukee. Mil- not, Milwaukee but... Yeah, Milwaukee is just, yeah. I mean, they stormed back from 20 down. They're definitely, they're the ones who stormed back from 20 down. They're not the ones 20, yeah. Can I can I tell you just, like, this is just me and you talking for a second. Yeah, you know, I'm sure no one else, you know, no, I'm just kidding. But my issue with Milwaukee, and we, we can talk about them more, is totally sure. selfish, and I recognize that. But I watched Milwaukee this year. Faced, you yeah. know, I, I got to personally watch them, and I've watched other games on TV, but you watched the, you, now to be fair you did watch the game they got pasted <laughs> they did and that and that's why i struggle with milwaukee and that's not fair like we're, we're allowed to everyone's allowed to have a bad game you know i get that but like so when we talk about milwaukee i just have the picture of what i watch where i'm like a mediocre oakland team absolutely obliterated you like what do you mean milwaukee milwaukee no there shouldn't be in first in this conference they're they're not very good that's not true, but like that's I I, I admit. I know it, I, it's that's not fair, but it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you are correct, but you know that's that's what it is. Yeah, but oh, by the way, I was incorrect. It's high school basketball appreciation, so it's high school kids coming in on uh, on the uh, on Thursday at 11 a.m. You so, know what? It, it will probably it won't be anywhere near as loud as the little littles. But if that works and they they fill that place with a bunch of high school kids, what a recruiting day for for Crenshaw potentially. Absolutely. I mean, well, come on. I mean, come on. Three of his guys are already uh, three of his guys are Indianapolis guys anyway. I mean, well, exactly. Brady, Brady and the Girard twins are from Indi- are Indianapolis kids. Right. So that's yeah. What I'm saying. Hey, there you go. That, that that's that's smart because you can't bring a you know. You, Let's say you have a kid that's a, that's not even an unofficial visit. Everybody's invited from his school. Yeah. Okay. And remember, you know, too, and again, remember too that remember too you get Bryce Monroe back next year, and he's got two years of eligibility. He'll have two years of eligibility because I guarantee you he's getting a red shirt this year. Yeah. So you you add in these kids who are he he needs some size because he's because he, Austin and Carrasco are gone. They are they're out of eligibility. But the rest of it, yeah. Go go find yourself some size in the portal and say, there you go. hey, what? hey, we've got three quarters of a team here. We put a couple bigs under there in the you know for, out of the portal, and all of a sudden, I don't, I don't see IUPUI finishing last next year. No, <laughs> nope, no, no, definitely not. Um, I think it's so much. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm not gonna say it because I say it every years. At the end of every season, I say next year is gonna be different. And it never is. So I'm going to shut up about it. Sometimes it's different. I'm an idiot because I keep fucking saying that. And I got to stop saying that. (laughs) Just got to stop saying that. Next year will be different. different. I'm a delusional moron. You sound like a Detroit Mercy fan of me. Next (laughs) Next year's our year. Oh, do we even know what's going to happen with them next year? I mean, it just seems like it seems like this is a group that's not going to be. None of them are going to be around next year. Players, coaches. Ads, I mean, maybe a couple of fans. I don't know. On how, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just. Well, I don't know, but, but yeah, it's just. It just seems like we're we're nearing the end of the road of the Mike Davis era at Detroit Mercy. It just seems like it has to. Be. We we don't have any like definitive proof that this is the case, but it just seems like 
when you look at Mike Davis coaching, you look at him and he's like, I, I have the question. Like, he looks like when I see him coaching, I'm like, do you even want to do this anymore? I mean, do you even want to have this particular job? I, it just seems like, no. It seems like he would rather, you know, spend the remainder of his, uh, he'd rather spend the remainder of his, uh, you know, his coaching career at some obscure NAIA school in his home state. And he'd be perfect. I'm sure he would be perfectly happy doing that. But he looks so miserable. He always looks miserable. I feel, I start to feel bad for Mike Davis. Like, cause yeah. I, I feel like, and I don't know Mike Davis. I've talked to him maybe once or twice. Like, just seems so unhappy. And that, that's a bummer, you know, like, but I'm here's sure the not, but, like, but here's the thing it. though with with Detroit Mercy it's such a weird animal because you have the AD Robert Bowles who I mean he's still there <laughs> I, and and we, I heard we, a year ago that he had told his staff he was out and yet here we are a year later and I I've seen no indication he's going anywhere. But he's I also. Mean, it seems like he heard, would, he's not. He's not working. He's not even in like in the office. Like no one knows who. Like Robert Vowles might have died years ago. We don't know. Like he's just like Although, a figment of our be, imagination. And that's that's probably why they did the proof of life interview with Dan Hasty today on the radio. Oh, do we have? Do <laughs> we have it, him on today? He. They had him on. They had him on the. Uh, they had him. They interviewed him today. I saw the tweet right. that Dan Hasty took out. Uh, call, Dan Hasty. Dan Hasty had a tweet because he was on with uh with Earl Latoral Curitan. Uh, he had him as the color guy. And yeah, they they interviewed uh, Robert Valls. So yes, yes, he does exist. He does exist still, Matt. Yes. Good. But yeah, shout out out to Dan Hasty because he's still one of the best announcers, not only but in this country. And we're not just saying that because he's come on our show multiple. No, he's phenomenal, (laughs) and I've never heard a bad thing about him. But anyway, yeah, absolutely. Um, Um, but yeah, so if they have a new, you know, Detroit Mercy has a new president. We still have no idea what's going on with Robert Valls. But and we still have no idea what's going on with Mac Davis, as far as we know, unless there's something that we are not being told at all, which is a distinct possibility because this is a Joy Mercy and we don't hear a lot. Oh, this is the last year of his contract. That is our We've heard that rumor. it could be wrong. Nobody has actually corrected We don't actually know. Nobody has corrected us, but allegedly. This is the last year of his contract. I mean, super easy to see a scenario where uh, at the end of this season, new president at Detroit Mercy lets go the AD, hires in their person, and with that, basketball coach walks away because Antoine Davis is finally out of eligibility, and Mike Davis rides off in the sunset, sets his uh, with Mike Davis Jr. up with a coaching job somewhere. Antoine goes overseas to make some money, and Mike Davis rides off. Like easy to problem, see that scenario. But the problem is that the the AD part of that scenario hasn't happened. Not so, yet. so as, as, but the, the, the issue is that if, if the ADC, say, say if tomorrow, or maybe, maybe if we ever listen to the interview, maybe Robert Vowles announced that he, this was it for him. I don't think that was it, but say he like tomorrow, he makes a, he, they send out a release saying, uh, I'm going to be leaving, you know, as, as of, you know, two months from now, three months from now. Okay, you still have the process of searching for an AD, which I'm assuming that's going to assume, that's going to involve a it, going to involve a, a search firm. And how long does that take? And how long does that take after the AD, the new AD is hired? Then you make a decision on the basketball coach. 
Where does that go? I mean, do you even if Robert Val said he is going to, uh, he was going on on January thirtieth that he was going to as of March thirtieth or April thirtieth. I'll give him till April thirtieth. He his last day was going to be April thirtieth, and they brought it May first. A new AD would be in place. Are you telling me that at any point at that point in time? The AD on May 1st is going to look at Mike Davis's contract, opt not to renew, and then start the con- start the uh, start the search process there, starting I mean, May 1st, right in the middle of spring signing period. Really, it's it's going to be a mess, no matter how this plays out. I mean, I guess they can keep the status quo, but the status quo, especially minus Antoine Davis, is not very not not a, a good outlook right now. I, I don't know what it looks like at all. And it's like, well, and, and I wouldn't care if it, they, you know, if it wasn't a scenario that, you know, drug the rest of the conference down. We have, en- we have enough of that. Yeah. That's a problem. So. Can I, can I switch gears? Can I, can absolutely. I please. Let's, there, I, mean, I think, we, I think we've done, I think we've done more Detroit. Here, Mercy than a, I a, a little more uplifting. Although, r- real quick on the, the – I'll, I'll make the segue. You ready for this? So, Detroit yes. Mercy lost yet another rivalry game to Oakland. Oakland well, well played in Callahan Hall. But yes. then Oakland had a bad week, and that re- – the rest of their week. And that started with probably the game of the year. In the oh, Friday. yeah. It's funny My because – goodness, did they look good. I mean, that was that – Oh, yeah. Against that the, was the a, Youngstown State packed the big league and looked damn good on Friday on ESPN. Absolutely. Too. Absolutely. That was – Congratulations. Like, Youngstown that was State. such a good-looking game. It was a red out. It was a sea of red. I mean, it, it was packed. It was loud. It was energy. Both teams went head-to-head. My goodness, it was a No offense game. to Cleveland State, but they, if they had picked the Cleveland State-Purdue-Fort Wayne game, that game would have been sad as hell oh, by been comparison. So but, yeah, that what, was what a What more could you game. have wanted out of that game other than maybe an overtime, which, they almost, which we almost got? Like, you know, like, it was such a good game. Yeah, I mean, a jail. Yeah, a Jalen had a Jalen Moore th- three pointer fell in. Yeah, which by the way seems to be, was the running theme of the entire week for uh, of uh, Thursday, you know, Friday and Sunday for them. Had a had a Jalen Moore three pointer went in, it would have been overtime. Well, both games. Ask, ask both games. Kentucky. Who do you want? Who do you not want shooting that Jalen Moore? You let it go. But yeah, so tw- both games it came down to that. But again. That yeah. Friday game against Youngstown, for me, that's the game of the year in the league. Yeah, and that again is the game. That is the game where you had, you had a a again. Dwayne Cohill, I mean, here's a guy who put that team on his back. I think he scored like, he had like 23 of his 25 points in the second half. He knew that he knew that his contribution. Was so oh, he he understood the importance of his contribution down the stretch of that game, and he stepped up. He he stepped up, and in turn, the rest of his team stepped up, and they came in and won that game. And that's something that, by the way, over the years we have not. It's been kind of shaky for uh for Youngstown State over the years, but this year with Dwayne Cohill, especially that game. And the game against Detroit Mercy, this the, the two pivotal games that Youngstown State needed to have in order to stay at the top of the conference. 
they came through. And that's exactly what they needed to do. Absolutely. I mean, w- when we talked about Youngstown State at the beginning of the year, we knew this was going to be a good team. They were too deep to not be like, yeah. they have a good coach, they have all these things. But it was always like, who who's going to lead this team? And the answer is, I don't know, still don't know. Like, yeah, it's Dwayne Cohill some nights, but it's not every night. Like they've that that team is just so well wrong. Like uh, Friday for me at least watching, maybe I was wrong watching. I have like a thousand and eight rebounds. Like Adrian Nelson didn't really exist a whole lot because he didn't need to. He just he just filled his his role, but he wasn't yeah. a standout. You know, like but he didn't need to be because Dwayne Cohill was being Dwayne Cohill. Like, they, Although they I gotta point out, that, I gotta point out that Adrian Nelson got nine rebounds. I was gonna game. say watch him have like a thousand, re- but again that was just kind of his job. But he was it was on the quieter side. Like you didn't go in yeah. and go. Adrian Nelson, Adrian Nelson, like the name wasn't said a lot, you know, like it was just, okay. it was just there. Okay, cool. Like no problem with that. Well, I don't but, think, well, with, with Adrian Nelson, I didn't think he, you know, he's the one who's coming. He's kind of, he's kind of the one who comes in. He's kind of the guy who came in, who's kind of, I mean, he's a very key port of the supporting cast, but as far as I'm concerned, the person who is the, who should be, the the main guy on that team is Dwayne Cohill. I mean, I mean they have outs. They have really good pieces. They've got Adrian Nelson. They've got Malik Green. They've got Brandon Rush. All three of those guys can make huge contributions in any given day game. But if Dwayne Cohill is not making a contribution, be it scoring or be it, I think there was one game he had like eight. He was just basically distributing the ball to everybody. He decided he wasn't scoring and he was going to distribute the ball to everybody. I think he got like eight. Or, he got like, you know, nine or ten assists that game without even scoring or only scoring two points. In that's the mark. Con- to me, that's the conversation. You yeah. haven't even really said the name Miles Hunter or Garrett Cummington. Like that. No. That's how deep this team is. Garrett Cummington oh, yeah. is a, would be starting on any other team in this league, I believe. Like Garrett Cummington. And that's probably why Carrot Covington was on in the, yeah. And and that's a conversation. That's, that's, that's a testament to what Garrett Covington saw. Cause Garrett Covington was in the transfer portal for a moment. And he he, probably wasn't going to start. Yeah. But then he probably, he turned around and probably realized this is a very special team and I should stick around because I can make a contribution here. It's not going to be as much as it was to be sure, but. Well, and he's coming off injury too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, and that's that's kind of the way it is, and that's fine, and it's worked. It has worked. I mean, Youngstown State, I think they're they're they are now what are, what is it, seventeen and six in the conference? Yeah, they're seventeen and six overall. Do you realize that Youngstown State has never won more than nineteen games since they've been in the Horizon League? They've been in the Horizon League for over twenty years. They have never had more than nineteen wins. They I could like the probably, chances. yeah. I like their chances. Do you realize? And also, I had to look this up. They the most wins that Youngstown State has ever had as a school, period, be uh, across all divisions, across all uh, bodies, because they were in the NAIA too. Twenty four wins. That's Ooh. how many they've had. <laughs> I think I, they have a chance. They have a chance. They definitely have a chance. Um, can, can I so, tell you a cra- crazy stat from this weekend? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, we're, I cover- we're, we're doing crazy stats today all day. So yeah, you can call the podcast that this weekend. Um, so obviously I, I generally cover Oakland. I watched the most Oakland. I, I know that, sure. but so Oakland played three games this week, including yes. against Youngstown. Yes. Youngstown state shot 12 of 15 from the free throw line this week on, on yes. Friday's game against Oakland. 
That okay. was actually the worst free throw performance that Oakland faced. The other two teams that Oakland faced this week were 100% from free throw. So at 80%, Youngstown was the worst of their of their week. That's insane. And that's insane when you consider Robert Morris was the other team. And they were perfect from the line tonight. That's it. Detroit that, Mercy that, was perfect from the line against Oakland. Now Oakland, mind you of course, now mind you of course Robert Morris only shot 9 free throws. But o- Oakland's free throw defense is terrible. Yeah, but five of those free throws came from Khalil Spear, who is not uh, let's do, he he's a good free throw shooter. He's not perfect though, but he was five for five. I and, I they, and they, by Spear the way they, they had, and by the way they had absolutely no answer for him. I'd put Khalil Spear in that MVP candidate race if they weren't right six now. and six. <laughs> At, but you know what? They have six wins. That's that's ahead of Detroit. That's true. So why, they're, why are they're, we talking to Khalil Spear? Because he's not the second in the NCAA in scoring? Like, he's had a better year. Yeah. His team's had a better year. That's true. And he had a better, and he better, he had a better, yeah. And he had a better game against, uh, he, had, he had a better game against uh, Detroit Mercy, too. So. You know, that's all. Like, I'm going to bring bring this full circle. Like, my goodness, I've said, I've tweeted this. If anyone follows me there, I have said this. I cannot wait for Oakland to play Detroit Mercy. One more time, yeah. So I can finally be an Antoine Davis fan because I, I've, I, what a well-spoken and just what a good dude and like that. That is so clear. And I want to be the biggest Antoine Davis fan ever. Antoine Davis, if you're listening, please remember this. I'm sure you're probably not right now. If anyone else that knows Antoine is listening right now, I cannot wait to be the biggest Antoine Davis fan. Buy myself a glow ball and some chocolate, whatever, whatever else he's hawking. And, and root him on for as long as he plays professionally because his shooting is so good. This is not against Antoine Davis, but you can't be the MVP of a league and be in the bottom half, bottom half, bottom two thirds, even bottom third. That's the word I want. Bottom third, like bottom third. Yep. But man, he's so good. <laughs> but you can't be the MVP. And I, I, and the funny part is that while you and I agree that. That's you can't you we can't justify it. We cannot. The fun the thing is that we don't have votes. We don't. I can tell you. I spoke to um a member of the Oakland basketball program. Yeah. Um, that said, you know, we keep hearing that he's so good. He's so good. We've never seen it. Can't argue with that. Oh well, it's good. I think it's going to be close. I, you know, we, we, we are going to make our own picks to be sure, but our picks and I think the, our picks in the league's picks are going to be different. I think they are. I think enough of the votes are going to get spread around that Antoine's four or whatever, you know, whatever the number, however that plays out, he's going to have the most consistent votes where everything else gets so spread because you could, you could throw anything else at the wall. Yeah. And I guess yeah. that's fine. You know, that's the name that people know in the league. It's probably best for the league. And I think that is, yeah. And that that's kind of the argument I would make that while we have the, but, but we probably are, we've immersed ourselves in this crap. I mean, we have. How do we do this? Because we're insane. That's why. Okay, cool. We, we immersed ourselves in this stuff. So we, we've seen this from so many different angles over so many different years that, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've seen, I mean, this podcast has been here the entire time that that Antoine Davis has been here. So we've outlasted many coaches, by the way, it turns out, too. We should and do schools. that. And schools. We should see how many coaches this podcast has outlasted. 
Well, let's see here. We're on, like I said, not now. On, do do it do it like no. We are well, not. I was going to say we're on Cleveland State now. coach number three, and at least funny enough, we've had all three of them on this podcast. Hey, we can't wait to get the next one. I can't imagine why they won't want to come on with us. It seems to work because every time they do, they have outstanding years. So I mean, hey, why break that? Uh, so who, all right. Is there anyone we haven't had on coach wise uh, right now? Mike Davis. We uh, haven't had Darren Horn. But that's for a reason that has nothing – that's for a whole different reason. So but, Darren but Horn – that situation's better. So Darren Horn, expect a phone call. We're going to have you on. I that's don't know awesome, when, though. but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're going to have Darren Horn on. Scott Nagy we haven't had on either. Well, we got to work on that. We have to work on those. Because okay. it's – yeah. Scott Nagy and Darren Horn and whoever the new uh, – whoever the new uh, – Green Bay coach is going to be – we never had Mike Davis on, by the way. So, well, if he's still here, I don't think he's going to want to be on any. I don't think Mike <laughs> Davis wants to talk to anybody. It's not personal to us. It's know, not that he doesn't like it. us. I don't think he likes anybody. I don't think he does either. I, I'm. It's okay. I get okay. it, man. I get it. So, all right, that's going to do it for us. Um, hopefully, we'll record this next week at a sane hour. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're back oh, to our normal. I haven't, I haven't looked. Do we get back to like regular scheduling? I don't. This week was wonky. Yes, yes, we're back to the Thursday Saturday schedule next week. Yeah, but that's short lived. Oh, that's <laughs> sorry. Too bad. I, like, like how do how do we get off so far? What what happened? I tell you what happened. We got the we got the. I'll tell you what happened. We had to put the Fridays games on so we you know you know we could have ESPN. That's basically it. All right, fine. I guess that's a good enough reason. I get it's a re. It's not a well. It's a reason. It's a reason. Not a, not a great reason, but it's a reason. So, all right. So, HorizonRoundTable.com. Um. Oh God, we got people. We have like we have an IEP writer, man. We got Jaguar guy. Yeah, he's we doing great. Finally, have an yeah. IEPUI guy. We have a Green Bay guy, and I'm sure he's like, you know, you know, who are we missing? We still need a Purdue Fort Wayne guy. Apparently we need a Detroit Mercy guy. Need an Oakland guy. Oh yeah, yeah. We're still looking for an Oakland guy. So, all right, HorizonRoundtable.com, where you can find our content. HorizonRoundtableWBB.com too. Because shout out to Kyle Rossi. We do not, we do not give him enough credit on this podcast. Of course, we thought we were gonna, he was gonna have, we were gonna have a whole entire podcast dedicated to that. But we're working on that soon. Soon, Soon. working on it. We're working on it. Work in progress. So Horizon Roundtable, uh, HorizonRoundtableWBB.com. Um, by the way, yeah, make sure you sign up for the newsletter so you can get the uh, game previews the day before they actually publish on the site. Hint, hint. Um, you can subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. And, of course, you can pull some of your Amazon or Google devices. So tune in next week where we'll be recording at the same hour. Until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>